0: Welcome to Grit, Guts, and Determination The Leadville Race Series Podcast. I'm your host Cole Clover, son of race founder Ken Clover, and I'm going to take you on a journey of rich storytelling through our now 40-year rich history, and I invite you to sit back and listen to these eccentric stories, but don't forget to take a few notes along the way because these eccentric stories are going to have tricks and tips to get you to that line come summer. So sit back, enjoy, and then we'll see you at home. We'll see you in Leadville. Well, if you've been anywhere near the front range for the past decade or more, chances are you've run across her bubbly spirit and her bright smile i'm talking about none other than becky lynn Um, please join us today as we sit down with her hear about her numerous leadville achievements numerous other running achievements and her longest distance conquered yet at 250 miles we have a saying in leadville you don't find leadville leadville finds you so becky when did leadville find you
1: Redville found me. Redville found me um, in 2012. I happened to stumble upon the book uh, Born to Run Um, while I was actually over in a race, uh, running a marathon in Japan um, at the beginning of 2011. And then my friend to pace a friend of a friend um, for the Leadville 100 in 2012 was my pacing entry into Leadville and I guess that the rest is kind of written in history now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And there's so much to dig in on there. So let's start with, okay, so you read Born to Run at a Marathon in Japan let's talk about how running started for you. Uh, were you an athlete in high school? Was it after that, that it began? What was that like?
1: So, um, I was not an athlete in high school. Um, I had to either get a job to get a car or run cross country and (laughs) the, uh, the car one. So, um, I kind of gave up running. I just did it on the side. It was always something I loved to do. Uh, And so then it kind of blossomed over the years, and I signed up for Boulder Boulder. Everybody loves to do Boulder Boulder here in Colorado. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, totally. And so I had a friend um, that goes to Hawaii every year. And in 2009, she asked me if I wanted to run um, the inaugural Kauai Marathon. And I said, where do I sign up? And that was my first marathon. I had zero clue of what I was doing. (laughs) And I I went out, burned the barn down.
0: Of Um, course.
1: That's what you call it. (laughs) And I came in second female. And so I thought, well, gee, I'm pretty good at this. So why not, I'll come back. I'm gonna come back and do it better next year. And in 2010, I won the Kauai Marathon for the female. And when I came home, I happened to stumble upon an article uh, by Skirt Sports of Chicks We Love. And it was about (laughs) local running females
0: Okay. And
1: it, it highlighted Jamie Donaldson, who ran Badwater and won Badwater what three or four times. Uh huh. Yeah. She's from little, she's from Littleton, Colorado. So I'm like, wow. How do you how do you run a hundred miles? Like what? What is that all about? And uh, it just so happened someone happened to hand me the book Born to Run. And when I won the marathon in 2010, um, the top female that year got to go to their sister marathon in Iwaki City, Japan, and that's how I ended up in Japan Um, in February. I want to say it was like right before Groundhog Day, so late January, early February, and uh, I couldn't put the book down. Um, (laughs) I couldn't really speak their language, so I would just like shake my head, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, And I uh, almost missed breakfast several times (laughs) because I was so stuck in this book um, and reading about Ken and just I I was fascinated and how, you know, wondering how can I do this? And uh, I met Ken, I believe um, he was inducted into the Colorado Running Hall of Fame in 2012.
0: I think that's right I mean I was there and I should know better too
1: but. <laughs> I apologize uh, I think so because I just got my car and um, I was at the awards ceremony and uh, I met Ken and Mary Lee at the banquet and uh, they said it'll change your life but we'll slow you down <laughs> and I said I was ready just not this year and they um, they convinced me that I could do it. So when I wrote, um, there was some matting that um, you could write on around their pictures on the little table. Uh-huh. And I said, I will, I will be there in 2013. And <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it. Um, and like I said, I paced in 2012 from the section of Twin Lakes up to, I say, Outward. Um, no, sorry, the parking lot before that, okay. um, before Outward Bound. So I brought like half, I think half pipe. Um,
0: yeah, we always have so and, many names for that, but yes.
1: Right, right, yeah. <laughs> it's the parking. I call it the parking lot party. <laughs> so I got my rudder from Twin Lakes to the parking lot party. And then, um, yep, I uh, trained with that friend. Um, his name is Ben. And uh I trained with him. I called him Coach Ben. And I'll always remember when he came across the finish line in twenty twelve, uh, they mispronounced his last name and they called him Ben Dickel. And oh. his last name is his last name is Dickie. So <laughs> it just was it was comical. But um, that was really the introduction to my Leadville start. Uh
0: well yeah. so now having um, so okay, doing Marathons the the ones that you were from 2009 to 12 you were seeing quite a bit of success so were you uh nervous to give that up and venture into this new world or did you just see that you'd probably tackle the new distance much like you did marathon what what were your thoughts around trying to up that distance You know
1: honestly I uh I was definitely intimidated by having to give up my speed but when when i'm in a race i can't turn the the race brain off uh-huh. so it's either on <laughs> or it's off and um i knew that i was going to be giving up speed um uh, i'll say the first year that i did Leadville bill in 2013 i ran my first boston marathon um and then my first ultra was uh, collegiate Peaks, So it was my oh, journey to Leadville.
0: What a great first one. That's <laughs> boy. Yeah. We, we all love that out here in the Valley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember turning around and Ben was with me and, uh, he said, you know, are, are you doing okay? You made it farther than you've ever made it before when we got to like the 50 K well beyond a marathon. Right. And, uh, turned around in the parking lot and I'm like, I have to do that again. <laughs> so it's kind of like Leadville you go back out and you do it again, only in the reverse.
0: Oh yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Um yeah, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh the running joke at the end of that one was uh that I dropped it Kauai marathon style because I was dropping eight minute miles. Um <laughs> only only due to the fact that he almost told me we were going to have to go up this really big hill at the end. And I did cry. I had some tears, but I couldn't let anyone else see them. And then when I realized that we were starting to go downhill, I dropped it. And he's like, "Back? can we walk? <laughs> no, we're going. We're going to the finish. I'm done with it. So.
0: <laughs> so got a little barn sour there. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was definitely it was fun. It was an adventure. Um, leading up to Leadville, we trained in Leadville a lot. Uh, I always remember Ben telling me that I just needed to power hike the shit out of those hills. If I couldn't run them. So power hike, I learned how to do.
0: Okay. Okay. Well now, and so skipping back just slightly, when you were reading the book around the same time, um, What was it that drew you so much into uh, needing to find Leadville or Leadville needing to find you at that point? What really intrigued you that that was the destination you were going to take away from the book?
1: Uh, I would have to say just the Tara O'Mara, just reading about them (laughs) and how exceptional they were, was it stopped me. And I had to reread some of those sections
0: oh for but sure
1: it was sorry go ahead
0: no i just agreeing with you absolutely i mean they're just yeah. kind of mythical even even in person yeah. uh, how amazing they were
1: that is what drew me like Leadville itself drew me i mean it, it, it called my name obviously you say that <laughs> um it it finds me um i was looking for it the whole time and it was right there i always thought ledville's was way far away and come to find out it wasn't that far at all. And, uh, it just, it has a piece of my heart. So <laughs> the mythical part of the Mara Yes. And, and all <laughs> of, all of the pieces that go with it. Um, I remember watching a video. One of my friends uh, brought up was the Solomon running series and, um, Ryan, just uh crushing it and there are parts that hurt i mean everybody hurts Yeah.
0: There's,
1: there's, no, there's no there's no oh yay It's great all day no. <laughs> but yes yeah, that was another one that sold me as as i was on my journey to Leadville was that solomon video
0: well yeah i know exactly what when you're talking about that was <laughs> uh-huh. so well done i mean it was remarkable um well so now you know you're you're training for Leadville, Leadville's found you, your power hiking hills. Um now we're at race day. What was that two thousand thirteen experience like and did the race live up to the hype? Uh the experience was absolutely
1: incredible. Um the race did live up to its hype. And I learned a valuable lesson about not lying to your crew about what you ate or what you didn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I got into Twin Lake Outbound, and I was depleted. Um, I, I told the crew that I had eaten, blah, 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 and I power hyped the shit out of Hope Pass. Uh, all the way into Winfield and I started kind of getting weepy when I was heading into Winfield because it's so long. Oh yeah. After you drop <laughs> down and then that it, it almost seems like you're climbing back up and you're like, this is how it's supposed to be <laughs> and uh, I get into Winfield and Ben was waiting for me and he's like how are you doing and I just lost it and that, that things weren't going well and he could tell that I probably had had zero amounts of food to eat. So he handed me, I think either a Sprite or a Coke and a cup of pretzels. And he's like, you need to eat these now. You need to drink this and we're gonna keep moving. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. I got a little grumpy with him on the way back up uh, to Hawaii, Um, inbound because he handed me a rock that we had trained with. So it was like a cherry lime. And he said, I have something for you. And I'm like, yeah, what's that? And he says, this is called finishing. And (laughs) he made me take half of it. And then we got to the top and he made me take the rest. And uh, we went through hopeless and didn't stop. He's like, no stopping. We keep going. I'll get you whatever you want. So I think I had more pretzels crammed into my face.
0: (laughs) That's good.
1: (laughs) So the crew essentially had to spend their whole day chasing the fact that I was so calorie deficient. Um, Trying to catch your
0: deficit on Yeah. That. Yes, and I was so in a deficit. So.
1: <laughs>
0: well, and that's funny because I've never seen you without a smile and words of encouragement, and they're always very welcomed. But, I mean, is it hard to keep that positivity out there? And during this time... I mean, I know you're saying what a struggle it was, but d- like, were you actually reflecting that to your crew in this first running?
1: Um, reflecting that I was not having fun.
0: Oh yeah, because I, I mean, I, th- I feel like you were always—it's uh, you can never see that you're not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're so sweet. No, I am. Um, I think that they read it. I think <laughs> they felt it, and it was like, okay, we made barter deals that if I had a sip of this or I ate something, then they dumped this out for me. So uh, it was just, it was a lot of learning. That first race, that first though was a lot of learning. And um, I mean, even though we got the job done in twenty six thirty two thirty eight, 38.
0: <laughs> Which um, <laughs> is a great time.
1: Thank you. I know it was a struggle for them to just keep me moving. Uh, but I, I did my best to be chipper and cheery with all that we pass, you know, anybody we would pass, anybody we'd come up on and just in words of encouragement because I get it. It's hard. Well, yeah, it's, it's the pain cave
0: <laughs> and, and everybody gets it and needs it, but very few are doing what you're doing out there to those other racers. And it boy does lift all our family members up for sure. So
1: well and I go ahead. No, you go ahead.
0: I'm I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) No, that's okay. I know that for me to go up to hope and then come back and see people still trying to go out, you just you have to be encouraging and you know they're not gonna make it, but dang it, you know, you've put so much work into this. So
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean it's it's you see them facing the inevitable um you're mm-hmm. you're acknowledging that everybody understands what's at stake, but yes, it is very hard on the other hand it's it's a beautiful thing that those are family members that didn't quit so absolutely that always absolutely. is encouraging, even to me on my way back over um have you ever had any d n f s or close calls out there?
1: uh, not at what though I will say. I did have a DNF, and it was uh, Rocky Raccoon.
0: Really? Yes,
1: in 2019, I made it to mile 79, um, and I called it, even though there were no bones sticking out.
0: (laughs) Well, what happened?
1: I had a car accident two weeks before the race. I was rear-ended, and uh, I let that get into my head besides the fact that i probably could not stand up
0: well yes
1: um, straight (laughs) and i was dragging my feet um i was throwing down maybe a 34 minute mile and i just i couldn't put my crew through that anymore um but i did feel like i failed everyone else um because i mean crew is their accountability as well um
0: well, you're right, but I think that's one of those times my dads would say to you, "You're better than you think you are, and you can do more than you think you can, because that sounds like a line you shouldn't have been on.
1: Right. so um, I definitely was I was frustrated. and I'll go back for redemption on that. Uh, it still haunts me.
0: Well, <laughs> I yes. Want to feel that way again. I I don't think that they ever happen and don't haunt you. I have one at Leadville from when I was 21 and I just, you know, was over it and walked off the course. And I mean, I didn't care, but obviously that's not true. I still care just as bad today. Well, so today, how many Leadville finishes do you have under your belt? And even to go on from the bad, past of one rocky raccoon how many ultra finishes do you have
1: so um for leadville i have three finishes two of those were lead man which was 2014 and 2015
0: and one of those was a lead man champion lead woman champion
1: (laughs) yes yes okay so crazy story about that um i know you'll think it's silly but um in 2014 when i finished I was two minutes and 44 seconds off of first place. Um, Oh, man. The crew blamed themselves. (laughs) They were trying to figure out where it happened and how. (laughs) (laughs) And so I came back in 2015 for redemption because I just couldn't let that two minutes and 44 seconds go. Uh, I wanted to be better than I was the year before. And um, we did so very well. I, I have <laughs> a lot of time on the course for the 100 mile because that that has become my favorite distance is the 100 mile and it was Leadville that I loved that 100 mile
0: well and then why don't you tell everybody your best time in the run at Leadville which by the way before you tell them really hurts me because I can't do it and it just proves how much more Leadville's founded on the backs of strong women.
1: Uh, so in uh, 2014, my time was 24, 16, 31. And then um, in 2015, it was 23:56:35. 35.
0: I mean, I am really jealous of those <laughs> big buckles, Becky. Oh my gosh. And the
1: fact <laughs> Somebody told me the fact that you got them during the Leadman. I mean, honestly, and I said, "Well, this, this is this is my favorite part of it. It's the cherry on top. Well, uh, the hundred mile is the cherry on top
0: for me. That tends to be a theme between lead men and women. And I mean, it's just it's a different level, and it's remarkable. And uh, hats off to all of you for that, because that's I still like to tackle one at a time." Uh, and then, so speaking of strong women, you've definitely talked about your influences along the way. Um, you know, do you still keep in contact Are any of them still mentoring you or do you have, do you, have you found new ones and then what other support, uh, have you received in the community? Like, I'd love for you to talk about another close part of our family, uh, th- that's been a part of our Leadville family almost since day one. And that's at Leadville, or I mean the, the runner's roost and the runner's roost mutt team.
1: Oh yeah. So I, um, I got to be a part, well, let's see, where should I start? I'll start with the runner's roost and then, Perfect. um, I'll let you know about the, the mentors because I don't want to leave those guys out or women for that matter. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Runners Roost, uh, I I followed them like for a long time. Um, Amy O'Connell was a huge driving force. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I can never beat these Runners <laughs> people, you know? And I'm a nobody, and so I, I joke about it. It's like, if you can't beat them, join them.
0: Hey, and, it worked uh, for all of you.
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> and so I joined the Runners Roost team. I want to say after my first lead man and into my second lead man, I almost, but I don't know if that's right. I apologize. It's I'm not plenty recalling.
0: close. I mean, we can't always remember everything.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Um, I could talk running all day. Uh, <laughs> but I loved getting involved with the runner's Roost Mutt team. They were just amazing out there. And the support, yours here, go roost. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're out there and you don't even know it in the dark. Go roost. So, in
0: force, they're out there for sure. Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah. So, it's been quite a journey with the Runner's Roost. I am still on the team this year, which is great. It's wonderful to be able to represent the Runner's Roost team. Um, and then, as far as mentors, uh, the people that helped me. In my journey to the t- first twenty thirteen hundred, we call—well, they call themselves the worst crew ever. Hashtag <laughs> worst crew ever. They're an amazing group of people. Um, I still stay in contact with them, and it's just fun to cheer each other on. I know a lot of them uh, on the worst crew ever. They they support each other through their endeavors, and I get to to pick up. One of them every once in a while, so it's good on that aspect and that level. Uh, let's see what else. As far as having other mentors and people along the way, Juko Kazukawa, man, she she's a, a legend.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, she I've is. Had the pleasure
1: I have had the pleasure of training with her multiple times. Uh, we made up our own little Juko Mountain <laughs> training. Um, like it was, it was a training weekend and we rode our bike and ran in the dark. And, uh, we did it just over the, over a long weekend. Um, uh, we stayed over at the Silver King. That was like our little, little check-in place. I think we only stayed one night, but man, she is, she a force to be reckoned with. And, um, I am truly inspired and my goal for her, or her goal for me, is <laughs> to be a part of her team when she gets her tenure. This year is number eight for her, and I said I would do lead math, um in 2024, because that'll be ten years for her. So uh, there's there's going
0: to be a lot of people listening to this.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time we chat, I know that she asked me, are you still in? And I said, you had my word, and you have my word. So...
0: 2024, here we come. Well, <laughs> we know the Junko Mountain Training still going on on social media, so I'm looking forward to this. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> Junko
1: Mountain Training, anytime, anywhere. That's, that's her motto.
0: I love her. She's amazing. Well, speaking of love and support, then there's this other bearded dude named Jeff that's always hanging around you that seems like pretty good support. I'm a huge fan of your husband. Why don't you tell us about him and how you all complement each other so well?
1: Oh, Jeff. Um, <laughs> yeah, we call it, we call him the El Jefe. <laughs> he, uh, when he, he kind of came into the picture in 2014, at the beginning of the year, um, our anniversary date is March 7th, and uh, I was training for my first lead man, and I... But in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, let's all make it or break it because he knows what I'm getting <laughs> into. <laughs> and so he really, he really wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and he paced me from May Queen into the finish that year. Um, he is, he doesn't take any of my BS. And <laughs> he, <laughs> he's he's just, he's been there. Um from the beginning of the lead band journey and he got to see it all he loves all of you and he talks highly (laughs) highly of of you and your dad um he loves you guys
0: well we love him for sure i mean he's just such a warm and he's just like you he's such a warm individual you don't see it bubble out of him quite as quickly as you but still pretty quickly (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah
1: I I did pick his brain a little bit and uh, just advice from him so I can share that. But uh, he's been a huge support. Uh, He's always there. When we come to Leadville, it's like coming home. Um, It's a homecoming party, especially in Twin Lakes, because that's usually where we're meeting everyone. And then we kind of go from there. But uh, yeah, Leadville is... Is definitely home and has a place in our hearts and uh i couldn't do it without jeff i'll say that because he knows he knows me hmm. you
0: think? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well we know both you we call you family and we love that you call this home um, absolutely well and so okay uh i understand that maybe mcdougall could have added other influence to your racing have you done any racing with any four-legged partners in Leadville? <laughs>
1: Funny that I actually um, was I think I was reading the newspaper or an article and um, your previous registration lead. she was amazing. um Abigail. Oh goodness, and I
0: yes. Were
1: both talking about you know the, the borough racing. And i have seen it, and it's kind of crazy that McDougal wrote a book, or he was doing the articles.
0: Yeah, um, the book came then, out, obviously, a good bit later.
1: hmm uh-huh. But he was writing little articles for the New York Times, he- and it would come into my feed. And I remember telling Abby that, hey, let's do this. I want to do this, <laughs> I thought, in the, the Leadville newspaper. And I'm like, let's do it. So... We both agreed we were going to do it, and then, for whatever reason, I think that that was her last year when we said we were going to do it, <laughs> the next year um, that she was with uh, Leadville, and she moved on. Uh, but I kept my word, and I went for it. So I signed up for the Leadville Long Race on the Borough Days. Um, oh, sorry, Borough Days is fair play. Boom um,
0: days, you're, you're good. I mean, days, yeah, we they you know, we're all family with them too, and that's that's yes. uh, long history with us both. So you're okay.
1: Right. And so um I I ran with Piper and Piper and I attempted to do <laughs> the Led the Long, and I say attempted, that was my only DNF with the borough. Um <laughs> she's such a sweetheart and we're still friends, so uh no harm, no foul. Okay. But Um, I did do it for, or do it, I uh, ran with Burroughs for several years to get that to finish Redville, and I did so with Sheba the following year, and Sheba and I, we finished, we were kind of way in the back, but you know what, we made it happen. (laughs) yes there's all sorts of history with Leadville I just love it I love all of Leadville
0: (laughs) well and so I guess we're gonna shift gears a little bit here so we've gone from 100 milers to we've gone from marathons to 100 milers back to marathons we've done burrows in 2021 you took on a bigger mileage challenge um What was that? How'd that go for you?
1: Oh, you're you're talking about the Coca-Dona 250.
0: I sure am, which you seem (laughs) to come through pretty well on.
1: You know, I signed up for that because of the fact that I knew that 2020, all the registrations were rolling over (laughs) to 2021 for Western States, um, for... Uh, I think UTMB, CCC series. So there was really (laughs) no hope for me to get into any of the races I wanted to get into. Um, So I said, why not I'll sign up for this Coca-Dona 250 thing? And when I did, I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) How am I going to do this? I think that was the question in my mind. But we'll figure it out, right? Yeah. I have a coach. His name is Coach Tom Flahavan, and he is out of California. Um, and I talked to him about it, and I said, what do you know about these long-distance races and how can we work together? I actually hired him for Never Summer 2020. Okay. And um, then he kind of gave me guidance, said, I'm going to look this up. Let's figure it out together. He came up with a plan. It was the master plan. And uh, May 3rd on a Monday, we started at 5 a.m. And yeah, that was a a lot. That was something way more than I ever thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) It was um, a lot of the climbing was at the beginning. Okay. And uh, I think overall, it's forty thousand.
0: Oh goodness!
1: Total, and I mean that's over two
0: hundred sure
1: seven miles.
0: <laughs> well, sure, and, um, but I mean that's so then your running takes part at the end. Essentially, is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, it, it, and I did run across that finish line, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had something left. Um, our goal, my goal initially was. To finish, okay, just finish. Like that was it, and then the seed was planted. You could, you could finish top ten. Um, I think. Like the question was from the cocodona two hundred and fifty race. Do you feel that you could finish top ten? And I really consulted with coach, and he said, "Or do you?" And I said, "I don't know." And he said, "I think you could. I think you can." <laughs> So why don't you just go with it? So we went out for a top ten finish, and I was seventh female overall. So that was pretty rad.
0: <laughs> that's very <laughs> rad.
1: <laughs> so I I have to say it was an experience of a lifetime. Um, but it's still, you know, in the back of my heart and my mind, Leadville was with me the whole way. So that that's just again, it's something that I hold close to my heart is Leadville and, and it really has, it started the journey for my love for 100 milers. And then it just kind of, it helped me to get where I was with Cocodona because when I got to a hundred, I thought, huh, this is Leadville, now what, you know? Right.
0: Now what?
1: <laughs> so, it was just two Leadvilles and a 50, so oh, 57.
0: Well, we really love that. Love how you're breaking it up. Um, well, so is that something you'll continue to do, like a 200-plus challenge, or or is it something that you'll probably stay at the 100 distance?
1: You know, I love the 200-mile experience. Um, I'd really like to do the Tahoe 200. But uh-huh. as far as, like, uh, pursuing anything with 200 beyond – I think I'm I'm good with the hundred because again that's my my favorite distance.
0: Well, and so that being your favorite distance, how do you think the two compare? Ah,
1: uh, wow! Cucadona was just the two hundred and fifty was just extreme. It's I get to go a little slower sometimes, and I get to sleep. So in comparison, I'm racing. My mud bill. I'm racing 100 miles. Uh Uh-huh. 250, I'm racing, but it's a different kind of racing with some naps. Okay. If that makes sense.
0: No, it makes great sense. (laughs) I mean, that's actually a pretty great way of putting it. Well, so now all these duties are very time-consuming. I have you on your lunch hour. What are you doing for work and able to support this, and has that been a good balance?
1: It's been a great balance. Uh, My boss, um, I work for Kaiser Permanente. I have been with Kaiser Permanente in the pharmacy department. I do pharmacy benefits, so that's my specialty. And I've been with Kaiser for 22 years.
0: Goodness, that's a great career there.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it's been it's been awesome. And my boss and I always have the conversation of, I know where your passion is, and it's out there. So out there meaning running.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, she's like, you love your job, but your passion is out there. So just keep doing it. Um, and it supports it well. And having that many years, um in my my time off balance it's pretty reasonable it allows me to do the fun things that I love and I'm passionate about at the same time I love what I do for my work so and we have such a great team that I mean they support me too so it's well-rounded for me
0: that's actually amazing I mean yes finding that work support is a maker to break it for a lot of people so now Absolutely. well and then being on the front range um why don't you tell us some of your pl- favorite places to train without giving up too many honey holes
1: <laughs> um favorite places to train are the bluff uh regional park which is over in lone tree it has just a nice i mean anyway, uphill it's close you go up the hill come back down the hill You always have to remember what goes up must come down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I love to go over, Jetco has a lot of great, great open spaces. Yes, they do. Um, They have the Hildebrand um, that leads to the Black Bear Trail. Black Bear is seasonal. Um, It's not open all the time because there's nesting season. Uh, when it is open, that one's a fun one because there's just a lot of boat at the beginning and then downhill at the end, which is great. And that leads into Deer Creek. Deer mm-hmm. Creek's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's, it's just a lot, of, a lot of foothills climbing, so those are great. I like to go over to Marshall Mesa near Boulder. Yeah. Um, that, that one's a great one. Uh, we've done a lot of training out there. We did the Skyline Traverse last year for my Cogadona training because we had like an <laughs> eight-hour hike, so that's what we did for our anniversary. Uh,
0: that's a big um, one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that one was a lot of fun. Um, I love to get up to Leadville, though, uh, and train on the trails up there. That's, that's my training ground, so the more I can get up there when it's not super, super snowy, um, the better. So <laughs> that is a great training facility for me and their play uh-huh. for like the borough days. They run up the backside of this. Yeah. Pass. And so I've done that a few times. <laughs> um Yeah. So it's all, it's all legit. So oh you know, yeah. You know, getting out there and just getting
0: it done. Yeah. Yeah. And those are great places to do it. And we've touched on this a little bit, but getting back to Leadville, how has Leadville shaped you beyond race day?
1: it has taught me that I am stronger than I think that I am um, that I know how to dig deep because your dad always says it and <laughs> you say it too, dig deep and uh, for coca my friend said you're going to have to dig deeper than you've ever dug before and it just resonates Yeah, the dig deep theory mm-hmm. Um, just yeah it takes me back
0: It it for sure does. It for sure (laughs) does. Now, what are some of your more memorable moments at Ken and Mary Lee? Uh,
1: Meeting them at the beginning of the race uh, for my friend when I paced him in 2012 and then actually meeting them in person. I mean, I'd met them at the banquet, uh, but that was a different (laughs) setting down in Denver uh, when I met them at the beginning of my 2013 adventure, I, uh, I was just over the moon. Like I couldn't believe it was actually happening. Um, and I always remember Ken starting out the race with a big old shotgun and it's pretty rad and knowing that Lee stands there and gives hugs to all of us sweaty, stinky runners coming across that finish line. That was like, I remember crying um, each time she gives me
0: a hug. So. Well, I think she and cried a, each time, I'm, too. So.
1: I'm not a big crier, but my goodness, yeah, those are those are my memories. And then, of course, seeing you handing out the medals this year was just incredible. <laughs> like, oh, hey, look at you. So, you know, you had some big shoes to fill. Well, you know,
0: I, I didn't really again. fill them, but I, I stood there and did my best. <laughs> you did a great job. well thank you very much now speaking of that line and getting to those medals what advice do you have for our family members what would you tell them that's going to get them to that line come August or summer at any of our events for that matter
1: oh okay well I'd love to share uh, thoughts on that Um, definitely now is the time to address anything that you have that are little niggles you need to take care of those little niggles because when race day comes, you don't want to start hurt. That's not going to be a fun race day. Um, it's going to be a long day. And those that start out hurt usually don't finish, which is unfortunate. So now is the time to address those niggles, any kind of issues that are coming up. Um, definitely add some strength and conditioning so that it's not just your your running that you have. Um, not not just the cardio, but you also have the strength behind you. Um, making sure that your nutrition's in check. Uh, training is training is nutrition as well as your miles. Um, looking at the calendar overall and knowing where your races are, just kind of getting that foundation set as you move into your races. Um, I know for me with the Leadman series, I used the races that led up to the 100 bike and the 100 run as just, you know, kind of not really races, but You're qualifying yourself every race Mm -hmm. to get to the next race. So there's incentive in that package, which I really loved um, that aspect because I was already up there, so why not, right? Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know that um, if I I could share the advice from um, Jeff, he was just stating that having the right crew – that's gonna get you to the finish line is essential um and having the right pacers to push you and not let you do um you know just whatever you want to do you know, I want to quit well those your pacers shouldn't let you quit you know unless there's some detrimental problem like a bone sticking out <laughs> um yeah, just keep moving um. He also said that um, time on feet makes a huge difference. And then um, I love how he put this. Is, if you're not an elite runner, you cannot burn the barn door down. Uh, don't blaze <laughs> out on the course right away. you know. Unless you're TK or one of the Sandoval brothers. Otherwise, <laughs> probably not advisable because you're probably not going to finish if right. you blaze out. Um, you're not going to win the race in the first loop of turquoise like if someone wants to pass you let them pass you it's okay um you know and getting past that six inches between your ears (laughs) i will always remember your dad sharing that piece of advice because it can it can end your day so you have to be able to be mentally tough as well as endurance tough um Yeah. conservative, go out conservative, because, you know, I always remember your advice of, well, you get to go out one direction, and then guess what? You get to do it all over again in the <laughs> other direction. <laughs> um, And that really goes back to the what goes up must come down, and what goes down must go back up. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it can be um, intense. <laughs>
1: Yeah, go ahead with that.
0: It can be intense, at going back up or coming back down.
1: It doesn't ever look the same, I swear. It doesn't.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> not at all.
1: Um, and then for, I mean, a huge piece of advice is just knowing your strengths. Um, play your uphills and your downhills. And I always love the advice that a previous lead woman gave to me before I did lead woman was um, remember your strengths. Remember yeah. that you're a runner first, and that was more for the bike. But just know your strengths. Remember your strengths. Recall what, what you have. And um, running is a gift. So, you know? Yes. There, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows, and everybody's going to hurt.
0: That is a, a great way of putting it, and that is mm-hmm. absolutely going to be your truth out there on that trail.
1: Oh, my goodness, yeah
0: what do you think of when you hear the word Leadville? Uh,
1: family. Um, huge family. Wonderful family. Uh, home.
0: Well, we, That's what I think of. We absolutely love that. Um, I can't thank you enough for your time today. This has been so much fun getting to catch up with you. Uh, before I let you go, is there anything else you want to share with your Leadville family?
1: Ah, uh, dig deep, Leadville family. <laughs> uh that's the, that's the name of the game. You that know, is. You are you are stronger than you think you are, and you can do more than you think you can. And I just i i use that in pretty much every day life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of our target goal, so. Thank you so much. And, and thank you so much for your time today.
1: Of course, it's my pleasure. And I did want to share one other thing that happened in 2021.
0: I I would love it.
1: When I got to see Rodrigo be the dream chaser (laughs) in the Leadville 100, he was the talk of the race and that smile that he just, (laughs) he has such a positive attitude and, I mean, what, he finished sixth and he finished two and a half, or he started two and a half hours after everyone? Like, yes. no way. That's <laughs> crazy. So I always call it channeling my inner rugby. <laughs> I have to start behind everyone else to catch everyone else. So that was an incredible experience. And I remember thinking, man, this. Gonna cost me a lot. Cause <laughs> I pledged fifty cents. Um, while i think thinking, yeah, I'm like slow down, but don't slow
0: down. So,
1: um, yes, that was truly an experience and such an honor to watch that happen.
0: Well, and we're glad you sponsored him. You sent another kid to college here, so it's very cool. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> Well, I hope you have a wonderful day, and uh, hopefully, we will run out, to, run into you on the trail again soon. And we can't wait to see you at home. We can't wait to see you in Leadville. Well,
1: it's my pleasure, and I can't wait to see you guys either. It'll be, it'll be soon.
0: Yes, it will. We are halfway there.
1: <laughs> I'm super excited to see you guys again soon. Take care been awesome and such an honor
0: thank you thank you very much becky have a great day
1: take care cool bye-bye bye
0: well i told you she had a bright spirit and a bubbly personality but there you have it the many achievements the very fast front running and the numerous adventures of becky lynn bauer i hope you enjoyed what you've heard today And I hope that Becky has given you some inspiration to take on your biggest challenges with that same bubbly personality and smile. Please don't forget to give us a listen wherever you get all your podcasts. And we can't wait to see you at home this summer. We can't wait to see you in Leadville.